My name is Brian Kinsey, and I'm the pastor of First Pentecostal Church in Pensacola. I'm delighted that you're listening to this message, and I hope it blesses your life. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, or if you're interested in a personal Bible study, you can call us at 850-477-1100, or send us an email at firstpent at firstpent.org. We hope you enjoy this message. This morning, we believe that God is going to do a mighty work in our services today. Looking forward to what the Lord's going to do. Amen. Praise God. I wonder one more time if we could just give the Lord a hand clap of praise together. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I turn your attention to Genesis chapter 39 and verse 1. Genesis 39, verse 1. Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. There's not one thing in that sentence that makes sense. Now, I know you know the story of Joseph, and I know you understand what's going on here, but if you place yourself in Joseph's position, a man who had been given dreams by God, called, chosen, with a destiny, a plan, a purpose, Here he is being brought down by the Islamites to Egypt. He's being sold to Potiphar. Everything seems like it's going in the wrong direction. Has that ever happened to you? When it seems like everything is going in the wrong direction, verse number two restores our faith. And the Bible says, and the Lord was with Joseph. Church, I want to remind you this morning, the Lord is still with us. The Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. In Egypt? Yes, in Egypt. And here it is again, something that will not make sense for a moment, but the Lord was with Joseph. He was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. This one God-fearing Israelite, a man with the destiny is in the house of his master, the Egyptian. This morning, I want to preach to you as quickly as I can under the time constraints how to be promoted in Potiphar's house. 
I'm not where I want to be, but in the midst of being a slave in Potiphar's house, I seek to be promoted. Church, God's got a destiny for us, and God has a plan for this church. And I say, let's seek the promotion that only God can give. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would have your way for the next few minutes. I pray that your will would be done. Let everything be done unto you in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. I remember when I graduated from Marine Corps boot camp in 1995. Yes. I was given the honor of a few that were in my platoon, probably three or four of us that were unlike all the others in the platoon, whereas when we marched out onto that parade field, Brother McHarris, there were a lot of empty sleeves around in that platoon. But in the midst of that platoon, there were a few of us that marched that day, and we had those mosquito wings, we called them, and those were just one stripe, and that meant that you were a private first class. You were not the lowest of the low private. You were just one step above that. You were a first-class private. I marched in pride because I was surrounded by a bunch of lowly privates. I was given the distinction of wearing that one stripe because I endured Many years of ROTC and drilling once a month on the weekends. In fact, I told someone, I've been drilling so long. I've been drilling since I was in the seventh grade. One weekend a month, two weeks a year. And let me just tell you, that's not the minimum requirement anymore. It's much more time than that. But I was given a promotion because I did what they expected, and the Marine Corps was so generous to me that they decided to just give me one step above all those privates. How many of you like to be promoted? How many of you enjoy that when you worked or are working now that you were promoted and received the blessings of a promotion Many people will tell you today the way to get promoted, and some of those ways are good, but a lot of times people like to say, you know, if you really want to get promoted, you can uh, begin to undercut or begin to backstab or begin to lie about or begin to cut down this person or that person or, or, or talk to the boss and persuade him or her to be against this person for one reason or another, and you can go that route if you wish. But one thing I have learned, in order to get promoted, if you will just do the right thing, the one who gives the promotion... I know you think your boss has given you the promotion, but let me just say this this morning. Every promotion I've ever received, I believe it's been through the hand of God. Now, some people say it's who you know, not what you know. And I'd like to agree with that statement. 
Now, you might be agreeing because you think you think you know what I'm about to say, but you know what? It is who I know. <laughs> I have found that if I trust in the Lord, that, that he will make a way. I'm not, I'm not telling you that, that that doesn't happen in society. It's who you know, because certainly that does happen. But I believe as a child of God, uh, because I'm called by his name, because I have been bought with the precious price of the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe that when he's ready to promote, when he's ready to open a door, when he's ready to do something in my life, I just say, Lord, I want to be available when you open the door. I want to be ready and willing and able when you say go. And our reading this morning, if this was your first time reading about Joseph, at this point in the story, you'd probably begin to wonder when is Joseph going to launch his attack and break free from his new master? When is Joseph going to break free? When is he going to make his escape? When is God going to deliver him out of the, the hand of this Egyptian? When is God going to deliver him from such terrible things of being sold by his brothers and being sold by the uh, Ishmaelites and now he's a slave? When is Joseph going to simply refuse to cooperate and begin to go against his master? When is he going to try to make his escape? When is he going to go out on his Facebook post and begin to post about how bad his brothers were to him and how they mistreated him and how the government should do something about those Ishmaelites that bought him and sold him into slavery and, and now he's working for some man Potiphar and he's writing about how bad Potiphar is and if he had a chance he'd get the Pharaoh himself and tell Pharaoh how bad he is. I don't see it, Brother Rell. I don't think he had the capability. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty confident he didn't have the ability to do that. But some of us today are using that platform and using that avenue to just air all of our gripes and grievances and all of our complaints. And listen, it's not helping one thing. Joseph, he didn't do that. He didn't voice his complaints. And you know what? At minimum, when you read that story, you wonder, when is Joseph going to get mad? When is he going to get angry about his circumstances? When is that anger going to finally boil over and he lets loose verbally on Potiphar and tells him like it is? You know what? I don't see it, Brother Wilson. I don't see that in the scriptures at all. And I know this morning I, I'm preaching to the experienced saints here and now. I understand that, that you know the story of Joseph and what God allowed to happen. But I wonder today what truly is in our hearts. I wonder how we're handling the circumstances that we have no control over. Hmm. I'm right where we live right now. 
right now we have no control over all this stuff that's going on I say that because uh, that if we had our choice we wouldn't be dealing with what we're dealing with uh, if we had our choice it'd be nothing but revival if we had our choice it'd be nothing but people being filled with the Holy Ghost uh, if we had our choice uh, it would just be one worldwide revival if we had our choice uh, it would be nothing but good uh, if we had our choice uh, there would not be a COVID-19 if we had our choice, the things of this world would be much different. When you look at what we're dealing with, you and I, we don't have any control to change it, but we don't have to allow it to turn our focus away from what God said he was going to do because it's very easy to get wrapped up in what's going on and forget that God said, I'm going to bring a great revival here, that I'm going to have a great revival in this same time. It's, it's easy to get distracted, but if you focus on what God has promised, you focus on what God has said. Don't focus on the circumstances. Yeah, we might be in another shutdown of some type of some sort. But you know what? Even in the midst of a shutdown, you can get down and you can pray and seek God and say, God, I want to do what you call me to do. And if it's under lockdown, I'm going to serve you under lockdown. And God, if I'm quarantined, I'm going to serve you in quarantine. There's a danger, church. When we get focused on circumstances, we lose focus on what God has promised. I say this morning, stay focused on the promise. Stay focused on his word. Stay focused on what the Lord said he was going to do. Joseph understood something that I believe is important to being promoted. He understood what he could not control. He couldn't control his brothers. He couldn't control the Ishmaelites. He couldn't control Potiphar. He could only control his response to all of the adversity that was happening all around him. He lived under his master's roof. It was his master's house. He was not an Israelite. He was not a one God-fearing man. He was an Egyptian. And Joseph, the Bible said, was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. It was Potiphar who said, what for? It was Potiphar who said, we're doing this today. It was Potiphar that said, you will get up at this time. It was Potiphar who said, this is the kind of clothes you're going to wear. It was Potiphar who said, this is what we're eating today. It was Potiphar's house and it was Potiphar's rule. And here he is, God's man. God, the one who called him. God, the one who gave him such powerful dreams. Here he is in the house of his master, an Egyptian. <laughs> the Egyptian has total authority concerning what goes on in his house. Joseph has no rights. He has no earthly authority that he could use to change his circumstances. He has no way to appeal his situation. He did, however, have something that no one could do anything about, and it was his relationship with God. 
You may put me in these circumstances. You may say I can't go here. You may say I can't go there. You may say I can't do this and I can't do that. Uh, all right, do make your laws. Uh, make your mandates. Uh, come up with your decrees uh, and say this and say that. Uh, it's not going to change one thing uh, concerning me and my relationship with God. Uh, I'm not going to back down. Uh, I'm not going to give up. Uh, I'm not going to quit. Uh, and when everything turns against the church, it's the hour now, church, to stand up and say, you may change all the laws around us, but we're still going to worship our God. We're still going to praise our God. We're still going to seek the Lord. If you're going to do that, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Potiphar thought he was Joseph's master, but hold on, because if you'll miss this point, Potiphar thought he was Joseph's master. Even the scripture says that Potiphar, he was the master of that house. <laughs> oh, boy. Potiphar thought that he had authority, that he was in charge but Joseph understood that his master was his master's master. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you'd miss that. But you know what? Potiphar thought I'm in control. But Joseph said, yep, you may think you're in control, master. But you know what? There's a master that I have a relationship with. Uh, and that master is master over you. And in fact, he's master over everything. He's created all things. You may think you've got some kind of control and you operate in that authority. But when my master says, when my master says, says uh, that you've got to do this uh, or you've got to do that. Uh, you can't say no when my master says yes. Church, it doesn't matter what you're operating under. It doesn't matter what opposition comes against the church. Uh, remember this. Uh, Jesus said, I've got all power in heaven and in earth. Uh, don't be discouraged. God is still in control. The one who gave Joseph the dream is the one who reigns supreme. Oh, yeah, Joseph, you've been called, but now you've got to find out how to be promoted in Potiphar's house. You know, too many want the circumstances to be right for them to live for God. We've been so spoiled that we have the opportunity to do what we've done for a long time here in America. But you know what? The climate's beginning to change. It hasn't started just recently. It's been building for a long time. And too many want the circumstances to be right. But let me declare, you can live for God in Egypt. I'll say this, you can live for God in Babylon. You can live for God in Rome. And you can live for God in America. I know this may not be popular to say, but I'll go ahead and say it. If America changed its form of government tomorrow and called itself Babylon, maybe we'll put it this way, a uh, uh, new Babylon. They like to put new behind things that are, that are named from old. So maybe they call it 
new Babylon. Nothing changes. Oh, yeah. Laws change. The rules change. The playing field changes. But nothing changes concerning the church. If Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego can serve the Lord and be promoted in Babylon. Now, I know this goes contrary to us, our, our, our thinking, and, and we, we can't work for no Egyptian. We can't work for no Babylonian. We can't do anything for some ungodly person. But you know what? You need to change your mindset. Because, listen, if God allows that person to become, quote, unquote, master over you, understand that that doesn't change anything. God could turn it into your good. And God could turn whatever that person has for finance and control and for power and use it for the good of the kingdom of God. God can promote these men in the midst of a heathen type nations and certainly ungodly in every aspect and form. If God can do that for them, I say God can promote us in this hour. You just need to keep the right spirit. I'm going to say that one more time. Because Joseph's promoted in Potiphar's house. But Joseph is promoted because he's got a right spirit. A key to Joseph's success is that he had a right spirit and he kept that right spirit. And it's critical that we keep a right spirit today. What are people hearing from us? What are people reading from us? What are people experiencing when they come in contact with us? Are they on the receiving end of your anger? Are they on the receiving end of your discouragement and your frustrations and your fears of what's going on? But are they seeing the Lord with you? I know, I know I thought I'd get that kind of response, but I think it's key today that people see that the Lord is with us. He had a right spirit, and that right spirit gave Joseph the ability to have the right behavior because you'll never behave unless you have the right spirit. Let me rephrase that. Behave correctly because we always behave, but we don't always behave. The right behavior. Joseph behaved in such a way. The Bible says that his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. Potiphar saw not Joseph. He didn't see anything special about Joseph. The Bible said that he saw that the Lord. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Can it be that if we have the right spirit and that we are behaving correctly, that the world is going to see the Lord is with us? I 
don't know what Joseph's first task was when he got into that house. Probably he's the new guy coming in. He's probably given what all the new people are given when they come into the job. They never put him behind the president's seat. But usually they hand the new guy or, or, or the new gal, whatever you want to say, man or woman, you know, they, whoever it is. They come in, I got to be equal today. So they hand them the broom. All right. I remember my first job. They didn't put me in charge, but they said those two bathrooms, clean them at the end of the night. Here's all the trash cans. Make sure those get out to the dumpster. They didn't put the high supervisors and managers taking out the trash, but the new guy does it, or the new person does it. Trying to, trying to get better at that. But something about Joseph and that job and task that he was given, in the way that he did it, in the manner in which he performed his responsibilities under his master's house, the Egyptian. The Egyptian said, hmm, he's different from everybody else. You know the way he picks up that trash? There's something there. I don't know what it is about how he cleans up, but you know what? There, there's just something about that man. What's his name? Oh, Joseph. There's something about that man in the mundane things that we are responsible for. Can the Lord be seen? talk about a challenge you, you talk about meeting us where we really live can the lord be seen in everything that we do joseph wasn't leading a bible study joseph wasn't preaching joseph wasn't the headline speaker of some conference and they said oh the lord is with him no potiphar said oh yeah in his job oh the lord is with him Oh, some people are waiting to be, to be promoted in a certain way, and then, then people will say, oh, the Lord is with that person. Oh, oh I, I saw miracles. Oh, the Lord is with that person. Oh, oh, they were asked to speak here or do this. Oh, the Lord is with that person. No, no, no. You got it all wrong. You got it all mixed up in the mundane things that you are responsible to do. Can the Lord be seen in everything you put your hands to? Why? I may be under the, the, the thumb of that master, the Egyptian, but you know what? I'm going to give it everything I've got. I'm going to work with all my heart, and I'm going to do the right thing and let the Lord be glorified. If you'll believe that, give the Lord a hand clap of praise and thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the mundane that Potiphar saw something in Joseph. Potiphar saw something his brothers missed. Potiphar saw something that the Ishmaelites missed, and perhaps the Ishmaelites would have been better served to have kept Joseph with them. They sold him too quick. But if they would have kept Joseph around a little while, I believe the blessings that flowed out of his life, I, I believe it would have impacted even those traitors as well. 
And they would have said, we're not letting him go for any price. But you know what? They missed it. Potiphar saw that the Lord was with him. And Joseph stood out for the right reason. And church, we need to stand out in this hour for the right reason. It's amazing to me that Potiphar was wise enough to understand that someone who walks with the Lord is somebody that can be trusted and put in charge and made an overseer. Potiphar said, that's somebody I could trust. That's somebody I can have confidence in. It's it's by no uh, mistake or, or by chance that Potiphar recognized this. God told the people when God spoke to Abraham, he said in Genesis 12 and 2, he said, I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a what? Blessing. (laughs) Here's Joseph, and he's just walking in, thou shalt be a blessing. I wonder, church, if we can get that mindset that everything we do, I can be a blessing. I can be a blessing. But you got to recognize you're not like everybody else. You've been promoted. You've been blessed. God said, listen, that you shall be a blessing. How does that translate to the church? Paul said in Galatians 3 and 29, if you be Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. If we're Abraham's seed, we shall be blessed. Are you walking in that blessing? Are you walking with that understanding, knowing that the Lord is with you? Or are you mad at the world? Are you mad at your family? Are you mad at your friends? Are you mad at your employer? Are you mad at your boss? Are you mad at your spouse? This may be right where we live. You may not like what you're dealing with right now. You may not like your condition of health. You may not like your job situation. You may not like the economy. You may not like what's going on in society as a whole. You may not like what we're dealing with, but you can be who God has called you to be. We don't have to let our circumstances define us. And I'll even go this far. You don't have to use your social media platform as a weapon. to fight off everybody that's got a different opinion than you. I'll go ahead and say this. You'll be better off just logging out and never looking back. I'll go further. You're not changing the world. I like that because you know what? They don't believe, I'm changing the world. No, you're not. You know what? You're making it worse. Mm, I better get off that in a moment, but I'm going to stay on it here for just a minute because you know what? If Potiphar can see the Lord with Joseph, my desire today is I want the world, I want the world to see the Lord working in 
me. Oh, that's okay if you don't want to be promoted, but you know what? I want to be promoted in Potiphar's house. And if I'm going to get that promotion that Potiphar has, I'm going to go ahead and have the right spirit. I'm going to behave right. And I'm going to see that the Lord's will is going to be done. So much time and energy and effort you spend fighting people online. How about you put that towards praying, teaching a Bible study, or seeking the Lord more? Perhaps if you sought God more than you fight people online, you wouldn't be fighting people online. I know that will not make me popular. That will not make me get an amen from you. That's going to get you aggravated. But you know what? I want people to see the Lord. I don't want people to see Daniel. I don't want people to see me. I want people to see the Lord. And church... The anointing doesn't give us a right for wrong behavior. The anointing doesn't give you the right to ridicule, to put down, to mock. David was anointed. But he understood that there were things he had no control over. There was still a king in Israel. He's already on the throne. The only thing David can do was to make sure that he kept the right spirit and he behaved accordingly. The Bible says, 1 Samuel 18 and 5, that David went out was whithersoever Saul sent him. He did what Saul said to do. Even though Saul's motives were not right, he still went and did what Saul told him to do and behaved himself wisely. Now, I know us, I know today that we would have said, I'm anointed, and that anointed king is no longer anointed, so I'm going to work against him. David said, nope, I'm not doing that. That's not in my control. That's in God's hands. I'm going to operate in the anointing that God has given me, and I'm going to behave accordingly. I wonder what a difference it would make if our attitudes match and our conduct matched what we say we believe. You got to learn to serve if you're going to be promoted in Potiphar's house. Joseph found grace in his sight, and the Bible says, and he served him. And because of that, Potiphar promoted him as an overseer of his house so that all that he had was put into his hands. Joseph was promoted because he learned how to serve well. He didn't have a dream, though, or dreams about serving. God didn't give him a dream about serving. No, God gave him a dream about being promoted about having that place of authority and his brothers coming and bowing to him, that place of reigning over them. You know, let me ask you this question. What if you have to live through the opposite of what God said he was going to do for a season? Oh, Joseph, you're living the opposite, man. But can you still live for God? Even when you're serving, 
you're ridiculed, you're put down, you're lied about and thrown into prison. Can you still serve when what you're dealing with is opposite than the promises that God had given you? Understand that when God gives you a dream, listen, and I'm coming to a close here in a moment, but when God gives you a dream, you will be attacked from unexpected places. Joseph's brothers attacked him. Now, Joseph has no control how his brothers treated him. Even before God's given dreams, the family dynamic there, his father certainly preferred him, and the brothers hated him for that, but they hated him even more after his dreams you look at David's life, Saul was afraid of David because the Bible says, 1 Samuel 18 and 12, that the Lord was with him and was departed from Saul. Notice this, that Potiphar recognized and promoted Joseph. Saul recognized as well that the Lord was with David. He didn't promote David, but he sought to destroy David. And there are those who live under the anointing that instead of seeking to promote, they seek to destroy. It's one thing, Brother Terry, when you got to deal with the world. It's one thing when you get unexpected attacks from family serving God. But it's a whole different level when somebody who's anointed goes after you. I'll say it. I was publicly attacked, publicly put down, publicly ridiculed by someone with an anointing. But the one thing that I kept holding to. They didn't call me. They didn't anoint me. They're not in control of my destiny. Oh, yeah, my circumstances were rotten. My circumstances were, were, were something I would have never thought would even happen. Somebody under the anointing would come against me in such a way. But listen, the one thing that I knew that would get me through is that I remembered how David acted when Saul would throw those spears toward him. You may have to move out the way. You may have to get yourself out of the room. You may have to just go ahead and behave wisely because when God anoints you, you will be attacked. But you can't let it change your spirit. You can't let it change your thought and your attitude toward those who even are responsible for it. But you've got to still love them and you've got to forgive them and you've got to say, God, you knew what was going to happen. God, you understood the attacks that would come against me. So God, uh, I will learn from it. God, I'll submit to you. And God, I will not harbor anything towards those who attack me. My destiny is more important than anybody's opinion of me. Saul saw that anointing on David. And unlike the ungodly Potiphar, Potiphar said, oh, the Lord's with him. Promote him. Why is it difficult 
when the anointing's on somebody for somebody to say, promote them, God. You know why? Because we don't have the right spirit. And you know what? As long as Saul, Saul would have been much better off if he would have had that spirit of said, promote him, God. I don't know still what would have happened to Saul, but you know what? That's left up to, to your imagination. But David didn't attack Saul. He didn't conspire to remove him as king. He said, I'm going to behave wisely. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to, I'm going to live for God. Why the Lord, the Bible was said, the Lord of David, the Lord was with him. And Joseph, his life testified to the fact that God was with him. Church, I know Enoch had that testimony. I, I know there was a testimony that, that he pleased God and, and we want to please God. But let it be said of us, not only did we please God, but that the Lord was with us. You may be a janitor at the local school. But if it can be said of your life at the end, the Lord was with them. And you say, well, I didn't get promoted in this life. That's all right. But you're going to get promoted over there. <laughs> Joseph endured. The Lord made all that Joseph did to prosper the Lord was with him. Joseph told his brothers at the end when he's given that ring and that chain around his neck and those royal garments and the position of power that Pharaoh gave him. He says, you thought you sent me here, but Joseph walked in the understanding knowing that the pit, Potiphar's house, the prison, the palace, all of it was what God sent his way. God sent me here, and God sent me here to preserve you. God sent me here before you to preserve life. You thought evil. You thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring about, as is this day, to save much people alive. Church, here we are in 2020. Here we are in the midst of such chaos. I still believe that the Lord is with us Would you stand with me right now? When Jesus ascended in Mark chapter 16, the Bible said that they went from that place and they preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. Oh yeah. And confirming the word with signs following. That the only thing when people saw it, they could acknowledge that the Lord is at work among them. If God positioned Joseph, I believe he has positioned the church also in this hour. And he's positioning the church to reach, to seek, to save. And I say that in preaching the gospel message to save much people alive. God can use the Potiphar's. God can use the Pharaoh's. 
God can use the system that operates against us and God can turn it for his good, for his will, and for his purpose. Church, can God lead us through difficult times and we keep the right spirit? Can we acknowledge that we cannot control some things and trust in the Lord's providence? Would you lift your hands all over this place right now? And would you just pray that the Lord would let this word spoken this morning, that it would minister something into our hearts and minds that the dreams, the promises that God has given you, God hasn't forgotten. God hasn't forgotten your family. God hasn't forgotten about you. God hasn't forgotten about your health. God hasn't forgotten about your lost loved one. God hasn't forgotten about that ministry. God hasn't forgotten about that financial situation that you're in. God hasn't forgotten about what you've been through. God hasn't forgotten you in what you're dealing with. It may be opposite of what you've been promised, but, but keep the right spirit. Behave wisely, and there's coming a promotion. There's coming a promotion. There's coming a promotion that only God can give. I want you, if you're near to your family right now, would you just, and again, just amongst families, if you would join together, immediate family, would you just pray for one another right now? There's so much that's trying to cause division among us and try to cause us to be distracted in this hour but would you pray for that loved one right now for the blessings of the lord they they may not understand why they're going through what they're going through and, and why they feel that way and maybe they've got off track maybe they've lost focus but let it be said of god's people that the lord is with us that the lord is with us that the lord with us in everything we do, in everything we find our hands to do. Oh, that's it right now. That's it. Call out unto the Lord. We hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.